This is In The Zone. They all want to know who, what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got you got Benjamin Albright and, and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to the real In the Zone Network. This is it. Let's get it started in here. Are you ready? gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to this edition of the Alliance XFL Show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. Coming up on the program today, Mike Mitchell will be joining me from XFL Board. Going to talk a little bit about his time with XFL board. It started back in 2000, but he jumped on board with 2001 and with the New York, New Jersey Hitman. So that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. And then he'll tell us about the current status, his current status with the brand new XFL, of course, that you do know that's coming out in 2020. This show is powered by the In The Zone Network and is also sponsored by the In The Zone Network online store. Make sure you go to today teespring.com slash in the letter in dash the dash zone dash network and you can get your hands on some in the zone network gear we got shirts got hoodies we got leggings for ladies so fellas if you want to get some pants for her you make her look good and you can get it with the in the zone attachment and also, we got phone accessories and a whole lot more. Make sure you go today to the In The Zone Network online store. All right? So, before we do any of that, let's touch a little bit of basis on uh, current news that's going on in the XFL. It's time for our XFL News Desk. Time now for the XFL News Desk. Actually kind of glad that I got an opportunity to do this again. Um, you know, the last time that we had the uh, podcast, it was with the Alliance and the XFL, but now it's officially just the XFL News Desk, and I'm glad to bring it back for you. There has been a story around that uh, Johnny Manziel is uh, saying that he's absolutely good about playing football again, and that it's in his future. You know, for those that have been following him, Johnny Manziel has been, um, you know, wanting to get back into football. He played with the uh, Memphis Express uh, in the defunct Alliance of American Football. Got a chance to play a few games. And, of course, he played uh, some time ago with the Montreal Alouettes back in the CFL. And, honestly, uh, I would love to see him in the XFL. 
you know, he's going to be looked at as a face, and that has been spoken on many different occasions, not just on this program, but around the uh, XFL community. But I'm hoping for the best for him. He's he getting himself worked out, and uh, if you go to his uh, Instagram page, uh, he's getting it in. It's like it's with George Whitfield Jr., and uh, he's trying to get himself back into football shape. So, I mean, Johnny Menzel seems like a uh, – a guy that wants to really get back into football. And I think, honestly, the XFL would be the, the place to do it in. All right. Uh, big ups to Bob Stoops. Uh, he's inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. Of course, the, uh, the Dallas coach himself. Uh, he's won, you know, national championships, and he's won every BCS Bowl. Uh, on uh, this past week, he was uh, inducted again into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. In St. Louis, uh, Kurt Hunziker, who is the uh, team president for the XFL uh, STL team, he's uh, putting out his Q&A coming up, uh, said it was down for August 20th, I see. and. Uh, He's looking forward to all St. Louis fans coming out for a Q&A to learn more about the league. Now, my biggest thing about this is that fans have been going off for <laughs> since the since the league has started saying when are these team names are going to come out. Folks, be patient. They're being really 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 tedious. And I'm going to say this on this show and I'm going to say this on the XFL STL live show that they're taking their time for a reason, okay? So they make sure that they make the best options work for them. And so the team names are going to be coming. They're probably here, but they, it, it takes time. It's a timing thing with them. So uh, big ups to Kurt Hunzinger. Uh, he's going to do a Q&A of his own. Um, hopefully there's a big turnout. I'll be in attendance for the, uh, for the event. Um, the crew from XFL STL will also be there. And we'll have some members of the In The Zone Network that'll be there as well. So we'll check it all out and we'll take uh, photos and hopefully get some, uh, some sound from Kurt Hunziker about uh, what to look forward to for the XFL in St. Louis. The other major thing that got me is the story by my man, Stephen, excuse me, Stefan Ratchik of XFL Newsroom. If uh, Vince McMahon would actually leave the WWE to focus on the XFL. And here's my thing. No, he shouldn't leave the WWE just to focus on the XFL. If that was the case, then he would have done the same thing back like he did back in 2001. But he's not. Even then he didn't leave the WWE. I know that he has wanted to make this work Again, you know, January 25th, 2018, he did the press conference. You got to remember, he's only had two appearances with the, the new incarnation of the XFL since it started. That was the announcement, and then it also was the announcement of the cities. But he should not take a role here. Now, he can give his insight, because it is his league, but as in... Focusing on the XFL, that's what you hired Oliver Luck for. That's what you hired Jeffrey Pollock for. That's why you made them get the hirings of the coaches and the staffs. That's why you went and got football people for team president. 
and handling the media. Granted, you should be able to put your insight into this. But at the end of the day, Vince, let the football minds make the league work. Focus on the WWE. You got big deals coming up. You got SmackDown uh, heading live in October on Friday nights. And then you got NXT you just did with Fox going live on Wednesday nights so that you can counter AEW. That's what you're focusing on. All right. The football minds, they will get that together for you. And you shouldn't have to leave the WWE for the XFL. I know a lot of people are very unhappy with how the WWE is being ran. But from what I keep hearing, that SummerSlam has actually done better than before. I know, granted, look, I'm talking about wrestling in a football show. But you got to understand, Vince got both. So that's the reason why that's being mentioned here. But Vince, don't do it. Leave it alone. All right. All right, so we'll take a timeout right here. And when we come back, Mike Mitchell will be joining me uh, to talk about his time with the XFL board and, you know, back in the past and then talking about the current status now. So you're listening to the Alliance to XFL show right here on the In the Zone Network. It's in the zone. No, man, I can't do it. No, no, no compete, no compete. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no, no compete. Oh, okay. Funny. There's Joe Buck didn't say no compete, no compete. I'm talking back in 2003, 2004. Brian Burwell didn't say no compete, no compete. Martin Kilcoin didn't say no compete. No compete. Your boyfriend, Kusumano, didn't say no compete. No compete. Dave Green didn't say no compete. No compete. Sal Palantonio didn't say no compete. No compete. Ron Jaworski, Chris Myers. I didn't hear none of that from any of them, but I heard it from you, Shatoa Tai. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Back on this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. On the line with me right now, uh, he's a reporter for XFL Board and uh, we have this big XFL community, and I'm so glad to uh, be a part of that and that he's a part of it, and he's been supporting us over at the Alliance to XFL and XFL STL. It's my man, Mike Mitchell. Mike, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you very much, Arlington, for having me on. Yeah, I was uh, very intrigued, and I've been intrigued with a lot of people, but I've been intrigued with you and how much you have been covering the XFL. You've also, um, for what we talked about prior to the show, you uh, you did the original XFL. You did some reporting for them. And tell us a little bit about that. Well, well there's a lot, really. But to be honest with you, when uh, the XFL was first announced in the year 2000, which is almost two decades ago, you know, basically it started from a fan movement. 
It's basically, what do you do when the media won't cover and report on a league? Mm -hmm. And basically, what we did was, well, you know what? Let's do it ourselves. So I consider XFL basically what we did. Now it's a different age now. You know, I consider XFLboard.com to be one of the grandfathers of social media. In the Uh early days of the internet, in the early days of the internet, if you were a fan of any entertainment genre, you didn't have all the options that are available now from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram to YouTube or even podcasts like yourself. Right. So especially especially way back in the late 90s and early 2000s, all you really had if you were a fan and you wanted to interact and discuss things, all you had was chat rooms and message boards. That's right. So, (laughs) so, So back in 2000 and 2001, when it came to the XFL, the league already had a media blackout. Part of that had to do with the league's own undoing and the way they were like public enemy number one insulting the NFL, etc. Exactly. And part of that, and part of that has to do with what usually happens to secondary football leagues in print, media, and the radio. These types of leagues get put on ignore mode for the most part. So, if you're a fan of the original XFL, you had the league website and some fan sites like XFL Board. So, XFL Board was essentially a place to catch up on XFL news and rumors and to discuss and debate league topics. The website ended up going to and covering all the games and reporting on all the teams. So we had team reporters. So because we were so fair to the league and covered the actual games, players, coaches, and executives that were associated with the league showed the website a lot of love. Because to be honest with you, there weren't very many sites that even respected the games. Mm -hmm. So I still have coaches and players from that era who reach out to me to this day to show their appreciation. Um, so that's basically what XFL board is right now. And wow. we're kind of like, we're, yeah, and we're back and the league is back <laughs> and probably, and probably they're one of the most improbable, uh, relaunches, reboots in all of entertainment. One of the last entities you would expect to be rebooted was the XFL. Just the way right. it fa- failed on such a grand scale. Yeah. Usually things that are, re- things that are rebooted, to be fair, are usually things that have you know, have had some success, you know, exactly. like the, whatever, let's just like the karate kid or something like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. so, things, things. So the XFL for it to be rebooted, raised a lot of eyebrows. Like really? <laughs> and so, so <laughs> and that's really that, you know, that's being a 100 with it. You know, yeah. that's basically, that's basically where the league is. And, and I think XFL board now is great because in the year 2020, 2019, now we're approaching 2020. We have sites like yours. We have a alliance to the XFL. We have, uh, the St. Louis sites and all the other sites. And there's so many community members and so many avenues for us to be, for lack of a better term, advocates of the league. Yeah. And so, so it, it's a lot different than it was way back then. So it, it was a fun experience as a young man coming out of high school who was a writer and played high school football. Mm-hmm. To, uh, you know, I was basically going to these websites to write about football and and then I here was an opportunity to write for a website to cover the league. And then as a young man, to be able to go to the games as a media member and interview players and coaches and be thrust in the middle of it was such a great experience. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so I love football to death. So that's basically, you know, that's basically how I'm in the position I'm in now and why I'm back covering the league again. Talking with Mike Mitchell right now on the Alliance to XFL show. Uh, he's Part of the XFL board has been with them since they have begun. And my question to you, Mike, is how do you feel about uh, covering it again? You know, now that it's it's look like it's going to be in a bigger and broader spectrum and it's going to be showcased uh, in a uh, much bigger platform than it was 20 years ago. 
uh, close to 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. I think um, I think the advent of social media and all the avenues that people have to interact and promote and advertise, I think, is a big factor. The TV deal, obviously, that the XFL has in place is extremely impressive for a startup league. To be with two great partners like Disney and Fox, who actually broadcast NFL and college games at such a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the scrutiny towards the league will still be there, no question about it. Yeah, right. People have, people have, they're paying for, the XFL paying for the sins of their past. So um, they're going to have to, they're in a prove it, prove it uh, situation. And they're basically because so many of these leagues in the past have fallen and they've fallen hard. You need need look no further than the Alliance of American Football. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that league made a bunch of grand promises, and unfortunately, uh, they weren't able to finish out a, a single season. So, um, so their skepticism. I think that's the word of the day when it comes to the XFL is skepticism. I think people who even work within the league have to feel it because you just don't you just don't know. So. The expectation level, the one thing that's in their favor with their TV deal in relation to that is originally, with the original XFL, NBC replaced the NFL with the XFL. So the expectation level was that the XFL was going to be a bona fide sports league right out the gate and a smashing success. Right. We all know how that, t- we all know how that turned out. They started off great, obviously, but uh, as far as ratings go. But we, we all know how that turned out. But the expectation level was we're thrusting this league into prime time on network television in an era where there was much, much less viewing options than there are now. So right. the ratings, yeah, so, so the, they expected the league, and you can't really expect a startup league to be um, on the level of NFL, MLB, NHL, or any of these other established leagues that have been around for well, now with the NFL 100 years. Right. Um, they've been around that long. You can't expect a year one league. So I think the fact that the current XFL TV deal, with the exception of two games later in the season being in um, prime time on Fox, I think the fact that they're going to be in the afternoon, basically in that college NFL Saturday, Sunday afternoon time slot, the expectation level is a little bit less than it was back then. They're not going to be expected to deliver 10, 20 million viewers like they were uh, with the original XFL. I think... We saw with the Alliance, their ratings fluctuated, could, even though they were all over the place. Right. It was anywhere from 300,000 viewers to a million viewers or more. Obviously, their debut game did 3 million viewers. It was the only game that was on network television. So I think if the XFL in that pocket, I think the networks are going to be pleased. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you had mentioned that because um, the, I think the TV deal was the biggest thing uh, and the biggest key to the XFL success. And you spoke about the Alliance. And I do remember that very first game, you know, where they were, they actually beat the NBA. And uh, speaking right. of which, that, that's who they'll be up against. You got that, and then you'll have March Madness, and then you'll have hockey season going on as well, which we all know hockey, you know, is a, is a great sport, but it doesn't uh, always equal, uh, equal to the amount of ratings that could possibly be for a football game. So um, that is the biggest key here is the the football aspect. And what what have you seen, Mike, with the gameplay aspect of why it could be more successful than it was back in 2001? Well, here's what I think is a big key. And obviously I've written about this at XFL board is I think when people tune in to watch it, it can't appear like it's just another football game because. You know, because the the league is not going to have the name value of players that obviously the NFL has. So a lot of the hardcore football fans will watch like myself. But 
in order to rope in like mainstream viewers and people who are giving the league a chance, you have to present football in an exciting, new, and fresh way without it being gimmicky or insulting. I know that's hard. You've got to walk a fine line with that. Right. But you want when the, when the audience watches the games, you want them to go, wow, this is so cool. I hope the NFL and college football do this. Well, this is, this is like, make you want to watch every fun. Like, well, I sit down and watch an XFL game and go, that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the rule. I was, I, I love the rules. That was exciting. And then it, the end game is really when people start watching the games and talking about the games themselves. And when they sit there and they watch the game and go, how come that guy's not in the NFL? How come that guy won? That guy's great. How come he's not? Right. If the quality of football is good and it's going to be how it looks, it's going to look better than it did in 2001 for the simple fact that that was the pre HD era. And you've got, if you try to go back and watch old XFL games, you, if you already think the league wasn't great to begin with and you watch the, you watch the original games, it just doesn't look right. So, um, <laughs> I had to watch the first though, game, even, Mike. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to put it out there. Yeah, but even yeah. though, even though the league, even though the league was very innovative, where yes. the original XFL was extreme, they changed the way college football and NFL football is broadcast forever right. with just the camera angles and the audio access. It was the pre-HD era, so there's no doubt the presentation is going to be sleek and it's going to look great on uh, ABC and Fox, but it, ha- it can't just be just another football game that you're watching. There has to be elements of it that are ahead of its time, uh, reimagining, I know that's a code word for the league, but stuff that makes not only the gameplay uh, fun, but stuff that makes the actual broadcast, the way it's viewed, the way it's presented through camera angles, through whatever innovations the league is planning on using, there's several, that that is going to be a big key for the league to be a success, where people want to tune in every week and where people sit there. If you can get people to sit there and say, I hope the NFL and college football start using this, mm. start doing it, presenting it this way. If you do that, then you got yourself a league. Mike Mitchell is joining me right now from the XFL board uh, right here on the Alliance to XFL show. Uh, Mike, I want to double back a bit. How did you get involved just, uh, with the uh, XFL board? Uh, what made you say, you know what, I want to cover this league? Oh, uh, wow. You, you know, just, well, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, basically, basically, I'm a fan. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of football. I played football in high school. Cornerback, uh, wide receiver, mostly played on special teams. So I love football. I wrote about football in school. And I've always been a fan of the underdog. And I've always been a fan. I've always been a fan of like secondary football leagues as for as long as I can remember. And uh, I love the concept. And so basically, as a fan, going to XFLboard.com, said, you know, I have a writer. I'm I'm a writer. I have a playing background. So why don't I, you know, try to write articles for the site? And so that's basically what I did. And then I started covering the New York franchise and going to Hitman games and all that, interviewing players and coaches. And, and that was a great and fun experience. That's basically how I got in. Mm-hmm. We're, currently right, we're currently right now with XFL board um, hiring more team reporters as we go along. you got Greg Parks from Coros and Torch. He's going to be covering the Tampa franchise. We have a couple writers from the past who are coming back, so a couple guys I'm familiar with. And, and we got some new writers, too, a new kid, uh, Jackson Connor, who's going to be covering XFL Seattle. So a lot of these guys are diehard football fans who also have a writing background. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so basically, that's, uh, that's kind of like, that's how I started. That's how a lot of these guys are starting. And it's, it's essentially, you know, it, it's funny back then when they, they labeled me as being part of the media, I was like, really, I am? <laughs> so even though, <laughs> even though I was writing on a website covering the league, 
all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, okay, I'll take it. That sounds great. It's and a fun then, so, thing, uh, man. It's a fun thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, fun thing. Actually, it started out as just a fan thing. It started out, they're not, the, the mainstream media, the local sports media is not covering the league. Mm. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So that was kind of like this. That was basically the mindset back then of XFL board. It started out just as a message board for fans to talk about team names. I mean, this was long before they even revealed the team identities to the original teams and all that. And then it started out to, you know, let's cover the league. Let's cover the games. Let's recap the games. Let's talk about the players, all that kind of stuff. So, so that's basically, uh, you know, how I got in and uh, how it's existed and how it's uh, still around today. Are you going to do the same thing? Are you going to cover, like, the New York team uh, for the XFL? Are you just going to cover the uh, XFL as a whole? No, I'll be doing a little bit of both, but no question. I'm a Northeast guy, so no question about it. I'm going to be going out to the New York practices and games and all that. So I'll be doing quite a bit of traveling back and forth. Um, might make the journey to the league-wide training camp in January in Houston. That could be an interesting trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, so, so yeah, no question about it. I'm definitely going to be covering the New York franchise, articles, interviews, all that good stuff. Any news that you can update us with of what possibly could be happening for the next uh, weeks or a couple a month or so before the uh, October draft? Wow, yeah, there's a lot. There's obviously everyone's waiting for the team identities; those haven't been revealed yet. Um, you know, that's that's probably what everyone's anticipating. I know there's some reports out there that it could be potentially coming this coming week. The big issue right now with any the team identities is um, the legal and the creative process. So the creative process is rounding up logos and then selecting them for each team. Mm-hmm. And then the legal process is making sure that the league does not infringe upon any other trademarks that are currently in the marketplace. So the last thing you want to do is release your team names and then be fighting through the courts to be able to use them. And the league obviously wants to profit off the brands that they put into the marketplace. So they don't want to have to go through, spend time or money or resources going through the courts for months battling for their own trademarks. They want complete freedom when it comes to that. So then the big news from there is they just finished up uh, their uh, research and development testing with the Spring League. So we should be getting, within a month or so, the league rules, which should be interesting. They've, they give the league credit. They have tested these rules since last year with junior colleges, with right. your call football, with the spring league. They're really going through testing, seeing the number of plays that they have, how long the games take, um, if the referees can follow the, their modified officiating protocol. They're testing broadcast technologies through um, fisheye lens through the cameras, the all-audio system, which is an all-11 audio system where the coach can communicate with the players on the field, get the play in the huddle. Get, eliminate the huddle, basically. Get the play in quickly and run the play quickly. So that's going to be fun to see the rule book come out. Um, and then, of course, then from there, there are player signings. So you're going to start to see uh, player signings take place leading into uh, the September cuts in the NFL. And then, obviously, the big draft and the uniform reveal and then training camps and all that. So there's a lot for the league to do. All right, Mike, I want to appreciate, I appreciate you coming on board uh, to do the show with me today. Uh, before you go, could you uh, give your uh, – where people can find you on social media? Sure. Um, uh, at Twitter, you can find me at at MMXSLboard. Um, obviously, the website is XSLboard.com. Also, I believe on Instagram. <laughs> not much of an Instagram guy, but you can reach me at Mike Mitchell XSL Board. So I appreciate you having me on, Arlington. No problem, and I definitely want to uh, have you back on the show and uh, 
we're getting ready for 2020. How many days we got left coming up? <laughs> uh, 191, I believe. <laughs> we're, get, we're, get, we're getting there. Yes, we are. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm most proud of being a part of this XFL community. I wanted to get involved with it the minute that Vince McMahon had dropped the news that he was returning back. And that was back in 2018. You know, yeah. I was like, I was getting back on board with this. I didn't, I didn't care if they were in St. Louis, which they are, or, or not. You know, I was going to make sure that I found a way to cover uh, this new league. So, Mike, again, a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, we'll hope to uh, reach back out and you will uh, come and do the show for us again. Thanks so much, Charles. It was a pleasure. That is Mike Mitchell of XFL Board. Want to thank him for coming on to the program. We're wrapping things up for this edition of the Alliance to XFL show. Make sure you go check out the Alliance to XFL on Twitter and on Facebook. And you can go to AllianceXFL.com for past shows. And definitely check out the uh, weekly STL, excuse me, XFL STL live show that comes on Facebook Live and at One Universal Production. This is the A-Train Arlington Lane signing off. Catch you for another edition of the Alliance to XFL show. And it's powered through the In the Zone Network. <laughs>